after we see what baby's doing, we can slow it down, we can speed it up, we can completely change the plan. Um, there are a lot of options. So that's why we have such a high success rate. It's like 98%, you guys, across wow. the board for any mm -hmm. age range. So wow. everyone can do this. Everyone can do this. <laughs> Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Alrighty, I am so excited for today's guest. Before we dive in and introduce you guys, Wade and I are going to do a little story mode. You know we love our stories. So let's see. At the time of this recording, this was about a month and a half ago. It was mm -hmm. a Tuesday morning. You guys know we do our Tuesday morning dates. Oh. And we brought our sweet daughter Cameron with us. And we went to this cute uh, cafe in Laguna Beach. It's called Zinc Cafe. It's my mom's favorite restaurant. We were like, let's go there. And I had no makeup on and I had my eye gels on and I was looking rough and I'm like in line about to order food. And there's a sweet family sitting there and they're like, Ooh, what stroller is that? How old is your baby? And they're all like peppy and they look revived and like rejuvenated. And I'm like, man, that couple, like they look so happy and great. And their babies um, with them. And we're like, how old's your baby? And they're like 15 months. How's old? How old is yours? And we're like seven months. And they're like, how's sleep? And we're like, there's no sleep. <laughs> and I'm there's like, some just broken up, broken up sleep. Yeah. Broken up sleep. And so we got to know this couple um, and they were sharing like, you need to hire our sleep trainer, like it was amazing. And I was very hesitant of that because, and I always say a closed mind is the most expensive thing you can have. So I'm so grateful. I like let my guard down and was like, let me just hear what it's about. But I assumed sleep training was like abusive. Like I'm going to lock my child in a bedroom and they're going to be neglected. So I was like, oh, I don't really know. So I asked a ton of questions. And so this sweet lady sent me the number and of this sleep trainer and actually side funny story was when she signed it she said emory kai and trevor hall and i'm like a huge fan of trevor hall's music yeah, first so we're like who was that like who is that and it was just like this wild serendipitous whatever you want to call it moment because we we're like wow we play a song by his it's called a reminder remix to cam and it's one of cam's favorite songs and then he recommended these sleep coaches, sleep trainers to us and our whole life changed. And it's just like such a cool. So that's how we got to this. So today, you guys, you are going to hear from Paige and Lindsay. They are amazing. They have drastically improved our life because sleep is a pillar to health. Like you absolutely need sleep to be a functioning, thriving, happy, healthy human. And You're I'm going to hear how we are sleeping now from Cam is sleeping from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Every much. single day. And yes. having three hours a day and all the things. Yeah. So that was the backstory, guys. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us through that. So with that said, Paige and Lindsay, welcome to Getting Magnetic. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. So excited. <laughs> so how would you, what would you call yourselves? Like what, when you, so you meet someone, they're like, oh, what do you do? What do you say? I say pediatric sleep specialist. Yeah. yeah I say the same. Yep. Sleep specialist. 
And then they're like, oh, okay. Like, what is that? Like, what do you do? How do you, how do you help? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. And I think with the sleeve specialist thing, we do say that because of your guys' initial reaction, right? So your initial Mm -hmm. reaction to sleep trainer or sleep training was kind of like, oh, and we don't want that to be the necessary, like, first reaction. So sleep specialist comes across a little bit more like, oh, maybe let's talk. That is good. That's special. I'm going to be like, I'm a podcast specialist, entrepreneur specialist, <laughs> husband specialist. I got a lot of specialists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I should stop calling you like magical unicorn sleeps. Like, Train. I don't even know what I called you guys. <laughs> I also accept that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. since we have you both on, what if we take turns and we'll have Paige, what if you go first and share a little bit about your background? Like who is Paige? How, how did you get began. into this? And yeah. then Lindsay, we'll have you share. And then let's hear the story of how you merge. And then we'll kind of throughout share like how you guys have helped us in our personal life. Yeah, love it. So I used to be a teacher in early childhood. So I worked with two years old to about five or six. And I was at a Montessori school and I was loving it. It's what I wanted to do my whole life. And it was a fantastic community and I was thriving. And then all of a sudden there was a big shift within the parents and children that were starting the next school year. And there seemed to be a heavy need for more support, either behaviorally or language wise or what have you. And if anyone knows a teacher, you already know they give 110%. They can't also come home with you and bridge that gap. So we were feeling a lot of stress and a pull to go and support our community better outside of the classroom. So I decided to leave and go back and get my master's in psychology. And as I was doing that education, I was getting hired by friends and family and past kiddos in classrooms and all of that to come and do in behavior support or look at our schedule, look at our environment. What can we make better for our children from a teacher's perspective? And as I was going in all of these homes, I realized that no one was sleeping. Like 10-year-olds were getting about three to four hours every night. And the moms were not sleeping for years at that point. And I was like, we can't really, you know, sort through the behavior until we get the sleep on track. So I went through a ton of research to figure out how do I get the education to meet these families where they are sleepless and tired and how do we fix it? So that's how I found Sleep Sense. That's where Lindsay and I met. We both got accepted and we were in the same training course and we just hit it off. And yeah here we are. That's it. (laughs) So amazing. I love it. And Lindsay, what about you? What's your backstory? Yeah. So my backstory is a little bit different. I was originally in consulting for software, specifically around change management. So I was doing a lot in terms of training and executive coaching and things like that. And so I was in consulting when I had my daughter, Riley, she's my four-year-old. And I'm the kind of person who likes to really educate myself. I read all the books, do all the things. And one of the things that I was most kind of worried about becoming a new parent was the loss of sleep right? We all talk about sleep deprivation just being the major part of parenthood, motherhood. And I was kind of afraid of it. So I started to educate myself on sleep. I actually had a sorority sister that was a sleep consultant. And so I took some courses from her while I was pregnant with Riley. And then after Riley was born, I started implementing what she taught me. And she had taught me, like you said, that sleep is a skill. 
right? It's something that we can help kind of foster within our children. And so I started to do the things that she had recommended and boom, I had a baby who slept 12 hours a night at eight weeks. So I also learned through that, right? How much a full night's rest could change your outlook on parenting and motherhood. Um, I think that you're so drained in those first few weeks and months of motherhood that when you finally get that full kind of night's rest, it just changes your perspective. And so because I realized there were so many people that were going months and years sleep deprived, it kind of broke my heart. And at that point in time, I realized I would love to consult people or help people in a space that's life-changing versus helping them change their software. I mean, I wasn't really changing lives that way. So I was able to take some of my skills from corporate America, apply them in a space that I was really passionate about. And at that point in time, I decided I'd get certified and again, met uh, Paige at Sleep Sense. And that's kind of where it began. Wow. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love the backstory. And it's so powerful to make an impact like that, where, like you were saying, like you actually feel like you're changing people's lives. Like it gives you so much purpose when you're helping other people. Right. I heard a quote recently. It was like, help change your own life. That's powerful. Help change someone else's life. That's purposeful. Right. So you guys are doing purposeful work. Doesn't that feel good? Mm-hmm. Really great. Yep. I love that. So sleep sense. Then I get, I get the sense that sleep sense was a school that you both went to. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Paige, I know you're in Boulder, Colorado. Lindsay, are you there too? I'm in Highlands Ranch, which is a suburb of Denver. So a little bit further south. Okay. Got it. And obviously we're in California. So for anyone listening, you don't have to be near them. Like our whole sleep training was done virtually. I thought sleep trainers came into your house and I'm sure there's versions that do that. And maybe you guys even do that for people locally, but I thought, oh crap, they live in Boulder. Okay. They're mm-hmm. not gonna be able to help. Mm-hmm. But for anyone listening, you could be anywhere and they could still totally help you. So, okay. From here, how do you see, like, let's transition into, I guess, sorry, now I hear Cameron screaming in the other <laughs> room. So now I just got distracted. I'm going to let you take over. I think too, like what I realized from a health perspective is like how vital and important sleep mm. is. And the human body is amazing in the, its ability to adapt. Yeah, yeah. You can have a bad night's sleep and you can still like do your thing during the day. You're going to be tired. You're not going to be as efficient, all the things. And like, you can do that like once in a while, but when it's compounded and Mm -hmm. consistent, like even all the things that a new mother's body does like scientifically and chemically and hormonally to do its best to balance out the lack of sleep and the nursing and the, all the, or whatever, all the things, all the stressors. It's like, I I remember reading it somewhere, like getting less than six hours for like two weeks, like you're going throughout your day as if you're you're basically drunk, like that is your cognitive ability. And so it's like, you're just operating at way less of your capacity. And sleep is a big part of that. It's like a pillar to our health. It's something we have to do every day. Some people have to sleep less than others, but like on average, you hear that seven, eight hours is like that, that sweet spot, seven, nine hours. So Sandy, I even saw it firsthand as a dad, my role was honestly more in the beginning to support Sandy, who is supporting Cameron. And in the beginning, I would wake up with her and do all the things and change diapers and all the stuff. And then eventually she's like, babe, we don't both need to be up and lose sleep. So eventually like I started to get sleep, but she would still wake up and feed in the night and we co-slept, which was the sweetest thing ever. And we loved it. But Cam just had Sandy's boobies on tap all night. And we realized like, oh, we don't want to give that up. But how long can we go without sleep? 
And that, like we talked about in the beginning of the story, like we got connected to Paige first and it was just, it changed our life. Like it, like Sandy's running around, hopping around, doing all these workouts. She's on fire in business and her health and everything. And it's like, it was just this switch. So how do you approach, like when you're talking to someone who like isn't sleeping, like how do you approach that and like how you can help them and what the benefits are and what is like the process? Like we can go through kind of our process, but how do you approach like, helping families sleep more. Yeah. So going back to our first phone call, when you guys called me, I could hear the concern and the nervousness about having this conversation because you don't know what I'm going to tell you. Right. And you don't know what to expect from me. So we try really hard to meet families where they are and be gentle and repeat a lot because you're tired, (laughs) right? Whether in written form after our phone call or on the phone call. And we really want parents to feel heard on that first phone call and share what they're going through and then meet them where they are with a plan, right? And yeah, you can Google and research and read books and blogs and all of that. But our job is to support you in the plan that's going to fit for your baby, right? Mm -hmm. And we want to provide one plan that is comfortable and safe and developmentally appropriate for your baby so you can feel success quickly, right? Because Mm -hmm. frankly, you don't got time. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we shorten the learning curve. Uh You you know, you can go read the books and do the things and figure it out on your own. But like, you know, you guys, Paige and Lindsay are professionally trained at this. It shortened the learning curve. We got a, you know, a, basically a mentor, a coach mm-hmm. to coach us through it while also understanding our child, us as people, our desires, our needs and all the things, which was yeah. so cool. And then we got to like talk. I got to vox through you and text you during while I'm putting Cam down in training and we'll get there. But yeah, I loved the approach because you do as a parent get nervous, like sleep training. Isn't that just like crying it out? I can't do that to my baby. And this was much more gentle, it was supportive, it was guiding them, it was helping them figure out how to sleep, which I know, you know, we'll get to, but I definitely appreciate that kind of like, collaborative partnership, gentle approach to it. And I will say that most families, by the time they make their way to us, they've done a few other strategies. So they're already feeling defeated. They're already feeling like I've checked all these boxes. My kid just won't get this. And it's so not true. Right. And so we have to dig through those layers as well. But like you guys saw, Cam was doing it. She slept through night three or night four, like yeah, done. And our baby's <laughs> meant to, can you talk a little bit about like, whether it's the science or whatever, you know, about like humans, babies, we all start as babies, like we're meant to kind of have some sort of routine and sleep schedule, like, and that helps us develop more. Like talk to me. I love like knowing the facts and the science. So for the people that love that stuff, like talk to me more about that. I'm happy to share some of the basic science around sleep. So we know for a fact that babies actually start sleeping in the womb between 16 and 20 weeks. So sleep is something that is very inherent and very important in the development of babies, toddlers, adults, right? And when a baby is born, they are actually born following two sleep stages. So they follow a deep sleep phase and then a REM dream sleep phase. And this particular sleep goes on for for about the first three months of a baby's life. 
The other thing about newborns is babies are born without a circadian rhythm. So circadian rhythm is this concept of a body clock, right? When should we go to bed? When should we wake up? And that is something that we have to help newborns establish. And so kind of scheduling, right? Helping them with day and night is a really good way of helping to establish that. The other thing with sleep, though, is that a baby can kind of biologically begin to, quote unquote, consolidate or sleep through the night as early as 10 to 13 weeks. So we know that once a child reaches that particular age range, that the body is capable of that and that there is a lot of kind of good benefits of consolidating sleep kind of after that third month of life. Another thing, though, to note about baby sleep is that, as I mentioned, right, in the first few months, they're just going through those two sleep stages. So that deep sleep and then that kind of dream sleep. Once a baby goes or hits around three to five months, they go through that thing that you, we all call the four-month sleep regression. So probably most people out there have heard about the four-month sleep regression, but that is an actual biological change in how the child is sleeping. So instead of going directly into deep sleep like they had before, which is actually something that as parents, right, we find that maybe in the first two to three months of life, our baby's sleeping pretty good, right? We can get them to sleep pretty easily. They'll stay to sleep, let's say when we transfer them. And so sleep is kind of feeling, I think I got this, right? And then all of a sudden some changes occur, which are really these biological changes, which instead of directly going into the deep sleep phase, they're now all of a sudden going through two stages of light sleep. And so <clears throat> babies that don't necessarily have what we call strong independent sleep skills, that's when a lot of times you start seeing, right, the wakings or the short naps or the inability to fall asleep quickly and be transferred to another sleep space. And that's really kind of that prime time, right, where we can start teaching the skill of sleep because yes, sleep is a skill. And therefore, once we teach the child the skill of sleep, naturally their body is wanting to consolidate, right? Specifically nights, take those naps during the day. And then suddenly we're able to meet kind of the sleep needs of our child. But it's very biologically kind of appropriate for them to start consolidating and getting, you know, 12 to 15 hours of sleep in any given day at that kind of that three to five month age range. And if I could add a little bit more to that, Lindsay, I think that there's a big misconception out there that there's some loud voices out there that are like, babies are supposed to wake up all night, right? And it's normal and accept it, right? And it's really aggressive. We all wake up throughout the night, how our cycle flows, right? You will naturally wake briefly in between connecting to your next cycle. And a baby sleep cycle is shorter than an adult sleep cycle. So you can see 45 minute intervals where they wake up. But what we aren't taught is how we respond. So a lot of first time moms who are, you know, doing it alone in the dark with no support, a lot of the time panic and jump is my baby cold, hot, poopy, wet, hungry, scared of the dark, right? we panic. And so that's where things can, you know, slide quickly. And I can't even tell you guys how many times I've explained what soothing actually looks like or sounds like. And almost every client I've ever worked with, they always say, I thought those were hunger cues. I thought they were. So there's a lack of knowledge and education to separate 
what is a sleep need and what is a hunger need. And that's where we do a lot of our teaching. Yeah. The biggest thing I realized was not only do the the parents need sleep as adults that, you know, function properly, but the babies do too. Like babies are meant to get this quality sleep and not be up all night. Yeah. And even if they're up, I mean, honestly, Cameron now sleeps 11, 12 hours through the night and she we she might wake up briefly in here but she puts herself right back down to sleep so the fact that she's doing that we're not forcing that like she's her body is meant to do that but it was up to us to put her in a position and understand how she could learn to fall asleep learn the the skill of sleep that that you know you guys have have referenced and talked about but and i will add too for the listener like a lot of you maybe you don't have babies or not yet Maybe you have older kids like Paige and Lindsay can help you. You guys can work with kids up to age 12, right? Yeah. So if this isn't just for babies, if someone's listening to this and you're like, uh, this doesn't apply to me. First of all, it does. You can help a friend send this to a friend that needs to hear this. You all have friends that have babies or that are pregnant or that have young ones. But um, Paige and Lindsay can help anyone with children like newborn all the way up to age 12. So this really is an episode for anybody. Yeah. And sleep is a critical skill, all humans. And some, most of us, and some of us might naturally, like I sleep really well. I don't know if I was ever sleep coached or trained. It just kind of happened. But (laughs) if you aren't sleeping well, and you know, in that zero to 12 range, like this is something that you invest in for sure, because it's for the rest of your life. And so let's walk through kind of our experience with Cameron, right? I will say too. Yeah. Since you just said the investment, I, I, you hear Wade and I say this guys, but think of this as an investment, not an expense. Like you invest in your health. It's not an expense. Like what is your sleep worth to you? You know, like people are constantly complaining about their sleep. It's like, okay, well, what would you be willing to do to get out of that? You know, like I think of that, like, honestly, reflecting on the past month and a half, since our whole family has been sleeping through the night. Like, I honestly feel like I'm a better mom because I'm not like 24 seven stress mode of like wife, <laughs> mom and wife, friend, <laughs> business partner. Yes. All parts of me are better, <laughs> but it's true because like, you I felt like I was hard to be. Yeah. Really I was chronically like yeah. stressed about like at any moment with no warning, I might need to serve her. And now I realize like, I know that I basically have a break from Wade puts her down at around six 30 and we don't get her till like seven the next morning. So I know I have like freedom. I feel like I have this whole separate life with like, I'm a mom 12 hours a day and then 12 hours a day, I get to do whatever I want, which is usually sleep. Yeah. But I don't know. It just gives you so much more like freedom. You know, what's so awesome too, is you, when we put her down within 20 minutes, <laughs> we look at each other without fail every single night. And we're like, I miss, I miss her, her so much. <laughs> I miss her so much. It's like the best feeling ever, but it's awesome too. Like, you know, to miss her, know she's sleeping and getting sleep and developing and her brain's growing and her body's growing and all these things. And I'll actually take a, a moment right now and say, Sandy, you are an incredible mom and wife and thank you. you're doing an amazing job, but, and thank you guys for your part in that. So let's walk through kind of the process, be like, okay, how does this work? What is it? it I, I like to call it more yeah, like you guys said, sleep uh, consulting or just, I forget what it was, gentle sleep training kind of, mm-hmm. because I was scared to be like the dad, actually, it, it depends, but walk us through that actually. So, yeah. all right, we have the initial conversation. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from there? Yep. So you get a little bit of paperwork. The most 
exciting piece that we send you is a questionnaire. And that's where you get to teach us everything you've learned about baby, toddler, child. And that's where we take the core of who your family is and your goals. And we make that sleep plan, right? I'm writing like Cam is a legend. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that's where we learn like, how do they eat? Right? How do they interact? Are they a little bit delayed in certain areas? And we need to take that into account where they preemie are they sick all the time, right? Like we learn so much stuff about them. And then we make you that plan. And then we meet for about an hour long Zoom consultation. And I teach you that whole plan. Lindsay will teach you the whole plan. And they're typically anywhere from nine to 15 pages. Like they're hefty, you guys. It has everything in there you could possibly need. And that's gonna be your guide even when you graduate and we say goodbye right? Um, And then you just spend our allotted amount of time together. If it's a baby from four months to 17 months, it's a two-week process. Typically, we see results by night three or five, anywhere in there. And then if it's a toddler, 18 months to three, it's a three-week process. And then children are about a month because if you have five years of hard sleep and poor sleep hygiene, it takes a while to sort through that. And you're literally rewriting habits for the whole family. So we do need a little bit more time together, but our process is the same throughout. You get support from us. We communicate daily. We do a digital sleep log to track their success. And that's where we learned. We learned a lot about Cam specifically in her log, right? She's flexible. Girl's got a little bit of give, right? Like she's not set in stone. And so we know just personality wise, what cam can handle and what she cannot handle right Mm -hmm. and you guys got to do a family trip after you graduated and she Mm -hmm. blew it out of the water because you knew her needs better yeah Mm -hmm. cam is cooler than the other side of the pillow i might be biased but i i love it so much and thanks for giving that that's like a kind of a general overview i'll dive into and we'll all collaboratively dive into like what it looks like for us and for cameron and all the things so I want to touch on something too, for anyone listening that has multiple kids, you can train, like I connected you to my sister and you're going to start helping her. She has three kids under five. Her kids, we call them the kooky heads. They are the the wildest, best, most fun, loving, amazing children. And, but they're, they They don't don't like go do whatever they want. Yeah. And so uh, we're in the process. Yeah. In the process. And they're the kooky heads because they're just so fun and energetic, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah, sleep is going to be a skill. That's going to be awesome. But I want the listeners to know, like, no matter how many kids they have Mm -hmm. or how they could have six kids that are age two to 12 and you would be able to come up with a plan for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get it done. (laughs) Yeah. So we worked, we worked closer with Paige. And so she gave us that guide, which was our reference, which we read through to understand, but we still had her as the resource that we could communicate with. And there's kind of a general cadence of calls that you hop on and you review a little bit. I was using the sleep log. Then we also had a Voxer chat, which is basically a walkie-talkie back and forth voice memo where it can be like, hey, here's what's happening. And I'll get into some into that. But we had the initial conversation and what I my remembrance of it, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, was kind of like, not everyone's in this position, but we are as, you know, we got to decide who wants to kind of be the more involved parent in putting Cam to sleep every night. And we decided it was going to be me because a few things, and you guys probably speak to this, but hormonally, like Sandy was in a different place. She might be more of like, Cam needs me, the boob, or like mm-hmm. Cam crying, and which we realized crying was her learning the skill of putting herself to sleep. And like, 
it wasn't this distress cry. It was like, ah, oh, how do I do this? Like, ah, oh, how do I put myself to sleep? And my hormones might be able to handle that a little bit better than Sandy's. And Sandy could kind of go downstairs and read a book in the backyard, read a book or take a bath <laughs> and kind of remove herself from it because she has taken the the brunt of the sleep distress and all the things. Mm-hmm. And so we decided for me, it was going to be easier for the dad. So if you guys are in the position where a, a mother, father are listening to this and, and you have that option, I'm going to encourage and recommend dad take this on. It's honestly awesome. It's, it's bonding with your child. And of course there's a little bit of like, huh, oh, I want to just help her. And, but you're in there with the room with her and you're there to soothe and all the things. And we don't have to get into every small detail, but the, it was really fun for me as a dad to take on that responsibility because the mom, no matter what I try and be is like the best dad I can be. And I realized like, the mom is the life source and like, she's gonna just do more almost every time in every scenario. So it was cool for me. And I worked closely with Paige and so did Sandy, but where the first three nights I'm really there with Cameron and soothing her to sleep and hands on and talking to her and getting into a routine where I know you guys set up like, um, let's do bath time and or a feeding 30 minutes before. So we wanted to put Cam down by seven. So Sandy and Cam would feed for 30 minutes before it was super sweet. I would take her and, and do a bath, which uh, promotes melatonin, right? You guys, mm-hmm. you guys told us that. Mm-hmm. So a shower or a bath, like wash her from the day, but like start to get in this routine. So her yeah. body could understand, oh, I just fed. Oh, I just took a bath, a shower. Mm-hmm. Then we went into the room. And we would read a few books. I'd put her in her sleep sack. We have a weighted sleep sack. Shout out um, our friend Tara, Dreamland Baby. We use Dreamland Baby and a weighted <laughs> sleep sack. So we put that on and I would read her like two or three books, five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I'd shut the lights off. And then the first nights, right, you're kind of really there with her soothing her. So I would kind of sing a little bit or hum to her and then put her down and hands on and be like, I'm daddy's here. Have a like mm-hmm. have fun in dreamland, whatever you want to say, you can have mm-hmm. your routines and rhythms and kind of pat. I realized patting her butt really soothed her. Mm-hmm. And so the first like one, two, three nights, right. It was like, be there for her. And then I would sit in Sandy's nursing chair while she was working on putting herself to sleep, which might be like, we had levels of crying, right. You guys have the mm-hmm. levels and it was like level one or two, or it was just like, ah, ah, and it wasn't like a distress. Like I am distressed. Mm-hmm. And if it got to that, and we talked about for a certain amount of minutes, like I would get her, but you guys did a great job guiding me. I would even be texting. Paige was like, Voxer me a video of what Cam's doing. Cause I'm like, is it the first like night or two? I'm like, is this cry? Okay. Is she okay? Do I need to go help her? And she's like, send me a video. She's like, oh no, this is so good. <laughs> she's putting herself to sleep. She's literally learning the skill right now. That is not distress. She's not anything if it gets like more crazy for a longer amount of time, like, yeah, jump in, like soothe her, pat her butt. You realize patting her butt works and you guys were great there, but like walk me through kind of for moms and dads, whoever ends up doing it the first three nights and how you approach that. Obviously ours was Cam was seven months. So it was an under 18 month old. So we really consider night one through three, a lot of observation, right? And we had talked about this because babies are very clear on what they want and what they don't want. And most of the time, our nerves, our anxiety, or our desire to get out of the nursery and get this completed 
overrides what baby's actually asking for. So that's why we start with staying with them, offering support. And you, like you had said, you learned she really liked to be padded. That's great. Other babies don't like touch, right? So if they're being padded, they will hit that higher level of cry. And then we learn it's too stimulating. I'm going to keep my hands out all together, or maybe I'll just pat the mattress instead. And so that's where we give them that space that's safe while we're present to keep them calm and loved and supported, but we're allowing them to get those skills and show us that they most likely already have them somewhere. <laughs> mm, I love that. Yep. Yeah. And then after night three, we kind of graduated into your more, at first you're kind of more hands-on, you're mm-hmm. soothing, you're there more at the drop of a hat. You still give them the opportunity and then you kind of take a step back. I was still in the room and I'm not going to lie. It was kind of hard a few times where I'm like, she's crying. Is she okay? Like, mm-hmm. but it was, she was learning. And now what I realized, you know, Monday morning quarterback or hindsight's 2020, like she now is all good. She'll like cry herself to sleep a little bit, but it's this very gentle, like, ah, I'm learning how class. to go to, I'm putting myself to sleep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so, I didn't have anything to worry about. But in the moment you're like, do I help her? Or do I not? I don't know. And yeah. that's why we have you two there to, you know, Mm-hmm. You guys are very good about being responsive. And and what awesome. does it mean? What is she yeah. saying to right, you? Right, right. Yeah, she's yeah. just communicating. What I realized, Cameron crying is her communicating, guys, I'm really hungry or I'm uncomfortable or I'm tired or something or I have a huge poop in my diaper. So I, I always try and position the crying as like, she's good job communicating, Cameron. Um, mm-hmm. But then it, you kind of, after three nights, after you observe, you kind of step back more and I sit in the chair and maybe speak to her like, it's okay, daddy's here, Cameron, but really mm-hmm. let her learn that skill of sleeping. And then by, you know, night five, six, seven, I don't remember exactly. She really started to get it down. And Paige was like, all right, dad, you can put her down and leave the room. And of course, mm-hmm. monitor her, hear her. You guys will make sure she gets down. But usually within 10 minutes, she was down and she was yeah. out. And she yeah. learned the skill like pretty quickly and sleeping. Pretty and much we told you guys, we, Wade, you were out of there before we had even written it on our plan, which we see mm-hmm. a lot. So that's where that flexibility comes in. After we see what baby's doing, we can slow it down. We can speed it up. We can completely change the plan. Um, there are a lot of options. So that's why we have such a high success rate. It's like 98%, you guys, across the board for any mm-hmm. age range. So oh. Everyone can do this. Everyone can do this. (laughs) Yeah. And it works. Right. And I think the beautiful part is that we're there. I always explain it. We're there for the kind of teaching portion, right? Which is that first, you know, maybe four to seven days, but then we're also there to support you in that sustainment phase to make sure that all of the different pieces are falling into place so that when we step away, you're feeling confident, right? You're be able to kind of understand and read your child in a way that you never knew before. And you all are meeting kind of those, those sleep needs that you have. And so I think that our programs are set up to just really make the teaching part as hands-on and gentle and parent-led as possible, but also so that you can have all of the things ticked and tied. And by the end, you're walking away a new family extremely confident in kind of how you will approach sleep and even your child moving forward. Mm. So good. I have to share something that I loved. Like you guys mentioned the questionnaire that you do at the beginning. And I remember when I filled that out, I was like, I wonder why they need to know all this. Like, I just thought 
I just, I was like, okay, I'm like doing this. And then I remember when we chatted, you're like, okay, so talk to me about the first nap of the day that's happening 40 minutes after she wakes up. I'm like, well, she's rubbing her eyes. Like I had no idea what I was doing. We had no idea. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I thought it was so helpful when you asked for like a video tour of her nursery. Mm -hmm. Um, at the time she was only doing naps in her nursery because she was co-sleeping with us at night. So it was like a total shift to be like, okay, the nursery is now like, she's always in the nursery. Like anytime she sleeps. So you're like, okay, blackout shades, like cute attempt basically. But it was like, we needed to like really make it a blackout. Cause we didn't, we were like, it was like a half-ass blackout. And then also I thought I was like being the best mom ever. Wait, side note, blackout shades, what we did very budget friendly for people out there. We, I got black poster board that you cannot see through. Mm -hmm. And I literally just taped it around the windows and then our shades in front of it. And it's Mm -hmm. completely black out there. So it probably would have cost us a few thousand to put blackout shades in, or at least a bunch of hundreds of dollars. And you don't need to do that, which was really cool. And you guys give a lot of those tips too. Like, go get this to that. And I was like, Oh, that cost me like 50 bucks to get all the tape and supplies. Yeah. That was awesome. And then the second thing was, I thought it was awesome that she has all these little friends in her crib. She had like 40 (laughs) stuffed animals. We were wedging her in to be like, wedge her in and like, yeah. So she wouldn't like roll over. So I had all these stuffed animals and she's like, Paige is like, um, first thing yeah nothing in the crib I'm like really I'm like she loves it but then I'm wondering why like Dumbo's flying across like (laughs) and it would take Cameron like 30 minutes to fall asleep for a nap and it's because she was so stimulated like playing with all these stuffed animals so even just learning that her crib should literally only have a fitted sheet in it I didn't know that and Mm -hmm. like same with the binky like we were, we were nervous about the binky I was so nervous about the binky and it was like she would fall asleep like pretty instantly usually with a binky and then apparently after six months yeah i'm sure there's tons of research on both sides but what we've realized you aren't the baby's not is supposed to kind of wean off the binky after six months of age yeah but it was like my part-time job running up the stairs and popping the binky back in yeah 10 to 15 times per nap very toned legs i'm like like, this is not sustainable like so you what i love is like you guys really like all those things i was like yeah she has a binky yeah there's stuffed animals in her crib yeah i didn't know that any of that stuff mattered and then just those simple tweaks like i feel like we were we thought we were doing what was best but we were actually making it like way harder on ourselves so i love that you guys do take a detailed look at like all the things and then you're like okay like now let's customize it so yeah, I thought that was really awesome. Um, one more thing too, for anyone that's listening that, oh, okay. Um, Wade has to step away. Mama and the ladies are going to be finishing this. Love you, babe. Um, something else I loved for anyone that's listening that maybe is still nursing or pumping in that breastfeeding phase, like breastfeeding to me is something like that I love and that we're still doing. And I didn't know that because we had a lack of systems, I was actually affecting my milk supply. So my supply was drastically going down and I had no idea that I was actually kind of doing it to myself, but with her co-sleeping, she was essentially like snacking all night long and not really eating during the day. And then when you guys came in and helped me come up with a structure, my supply has come back abundantly. My freezer's full of milk. My daughter now nurses amazing through the day. Like I could just cry. I'm so happy. (laughs) Like you guys coming in, like changed everything for us. Mm -hmm. So I just think that's a cool note too. Like this isn't just about sleep. This is going to help with feeding. This is going to help with a ripple effect of all the things. So I thought that was a really cool added plus too. Yeah. And if we're looking at older kids, it 
affects, you know, schoolwork and focus and behavior and eating dinner, right? Like the ripples just never stop coming. Mm -hmm. And with little babies, the feeding and the sleep, a lot of times moms feel like they have to choose a breastfeeding journey or they have to choose sleep. And it feels really selfish to make either one of those choices. And Lindsay and I are here to say, it's not, (laughs) that doesn't need to be how it is, right? You can have both. I got to nurse my own daughter till she was 18 months and she started sleeping through the night at 12 weeks. So I had both. And the majority of our clients who want both get both. Mm, Yeah. So good. And I, and with that, right. I think there's oftentimes that misconception that the way your feet, the way you feed your baby is going to be kind of translated in how well they sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. And just like Paige said, we have between our three kids, right. We have a breastfed baby, a combo fed baby, a formula fed baby, and all of them hit the kind of that 12 hours of sleep by 12 weeks. And so feeding is really important, right. And they, but they can go so beautifully hand in hand and you don't have to pick one way or the other as Paige mentioned. So good. You guys are amazing. I'm so grateful for you. I'm like such a believer that people don't come into your life by accident. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm like eternally grateful for you guys. Cause I feel like it's something that's going to have a ripple effect long beyond like you, you help our daughters set her up for, for sleep for life. Like that's yeah. such a beautiful thing. And then as we continue to grow our family and have more babies, like I'm coming back to you guys, I'm not going to remember all this. I'm going to be like, I need you to help me with my next babies. Um, Yay. <laughs> I'm just so thankful for you guys. So what else do our listeners need to know? What did we miss? What else do we need to touch on? Um, I think the easiest way to get a hold of us is like through our social media. And a lot yeah. of people are nervous to book a call with us, but it's a 15 minute get to know you sort of call. There's yes. no obligations. Um, we're not going to hound you. <laughs> if you're ready, you're ready. If you're not, you're not. Um, yeah. So if you have questions or concerns or you've done a lot of work already, but you need to clean things up more, just book a call with us. It can't hurt. It could yeah. literally only get better. <laughs> And if there's only a few things that need to be tweaked, we'll tell you that, right? We're going to be very transparent and honest in what kind of services make sense for your family. So um, even if you just have a couple of questions, let us know. We'd love to talk to you. You guys are awesome. And I love following you guys on social media. You always have such great tips and for all ranges and you're like myth busting different things. Like I love the way that you guys share on your social media. So how can people find you on Instagram? What's your handle? Um, it's at parenting practice co on Instagram. And then there's our link tree that you can just click in our bio and that will take you to our website, our blog or other social media platforms, or you can just book a call directly through there. So that's the easiest way. And you can also find yourselves in our DMS. If you want to, we will respond. I love it. <laughs> our, our, the getting magnetic fam loves the DMS. A lot of you guys are going to get a lot of DMS after this. I have a feeling. So if you guys want to send me all those details, I'll I'll put that in there, but for anyone listening, if you or your family members need more sleep, if you have a loved one, a friend, anyone that you know that could benefit from this episode and you learned something, please share it. That's how getting magnetic stays alive is through sharing. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed to getting magnetic. You give us a rating, you share this with people like that is, um, the power of, having a platform like this is being able to share it with other people. So Paige and Lindsay, I want to thank you so much again from the bottom of my heart. I'm 
so grateful for you guys. And I know it's scary to like start a business and put yourself out there. And it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. and so much behind the scenes and system building. And it's a lot of stuff. So I'm like, so grateful that you guys like took the leap and partnered together and did this because you really are making a huge impact. So well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We were meant to meet, weren't we? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Also, do is that discount code still applicable for people? Can mm-hmm. I drop that here? Okay. Yeah. Last thing guys, for anyone listening, if you move forward with a sleep plan with Lindsay or Paige, you can use the code. I think it's sleep tight, two words, sleep tight. And we'll put this in the show notes and you'll get $25 off whatever plan. Can I ask one last question? What does an investment look like to work with you guys? I know it may be different based off a kids age, but can you give a range of what the investment is to work with you? Yeah. It's anywhere from 159 all the way up to 750 for one kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we do offer, if you have multiple children, instead of doing a plan, a plan, a plan, you do one base plan and then it's just an additional fee per child. So we try to keep it as affordable and accessible for as many people as possible because everyone deserves a good night's rest and their kids sleeping through the night. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're in the Denver area or Boulder area, we do offer some in-home options as well. So you guys. Yeah. And I do have my best friend lives in Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Um, so I do have a lot of listeners out there too. So thank you guys so much. Anything else on your heart you want to share? Nope. Okay, guys go follow them parenting. Why did I just forget it? Parenting what? Parenting practice CO. <laughs> CO for Colorado or for, yep. com- okay. Colorado. Parenting practice co- CO on Instagram. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes this episode and we will see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.